What's going on, my beautiful people? Hopefully everybody doing good. Hopefully everybody feeling good. It's none other than grand status. Coming at you again. Late nights with me. It's late right now. It is my time, is, and I go by military time. It's 20, 23. For everybody else, it's 8, 23 p.m. And you're rocking with late nights. Welcome with the G, to the GX Express late nights with Grand Status. It's not a particular topic. It's just a lot of things in one. And first and foremost... Uh, it's a lot mentally, spiritually, physically uh, of things that uh, I've been experiencing lately. Nothing, you know, out the norm that common folk wouldn't go through, but a lot of things that uh been going through my mind lately. Um, but if I calculate it all up, into a logical calculator, a reality calculator, if you will. It's it all sums up to growth. It all sums up to growth. And like I explained in previous podcasts, uh, I do do truck driving, and I do travel all over the country. Um, Having that time out and having that, I would like to say, a privilege to be alone a lot of the times, um, a lot of people, you know, needless to say, a lot of people think that, you know, you out here solo driving, and I'm not going to get into that. I got a YouTube page that uh, elaborates more on how I feel being out here being a truck driver, but what I'm about to explain is uh, it matches up to what I'm about to discuss. And a lot of people think that when you're out here, you know, you just alone, 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 you don't have any encounters, this, that, and so forth, which would, it can be true if you allow yourself to be that way, but it can be false for someone like myself. Um, I don't, uh, allow myself to just stay cooped up and not talk to anyone. Um, just a week before last, um, I would like to say at this point, it's probably like two weeks ago, uh, I had a, a week-long delay in Dallas, Texas. I know Dallas, Texas, there's already a lot going on in Dallas. So um, I would like to say I enjoyed myself Um for the most part, I was there, of course, um, because the truck I was in, it was experiencing, I was getting put into one truck into another truck, and um, which subsequently led me to being in Dallas for a week. So I knew I would be there at least for like, uh, at least for like uh, two and a half to three days. I did not expect to be there for, th- uh, for like a week. So... I never, up until that point, I had never been in Dallas, Texas for that long. So being there for that long, I allowed myself to, you know, let my hair down a little bit, if you will. And uh, traveled downtown, had an amazing time. 
Um, I can tell you this, Lyft was my best friend, you know, Lyft, uh, I'm Lyft, if anybody out there, they pro Uber, I'm pro Lyft, I love Lyft, um, I got the app, works good for me, and, um, yeah, uh, downtown Dallas is beautiful, um, went to a couple restaurants, went to, it's a place, I cannot remember the name, but it's a vegan restaurant, um, and I looked it up. It's downtown Dallas. Uh, can't remember the name. I apologize. But I know whoever the owner is. He got dreads. He even got a YouTube uh, page about the restaurant. And uh, it was very delicious. I had me a black bean burger. There was a whole bunch of beans in it. And uh, it was vegan. I had potato fries. Not sweet potatoes, but I had potato fries. And I washed it down with a nice mojito. Because um, they do serve alcohol beverages. I knew I was going to be off at least for three days, so I say, hey, I'm going to cut back and relax. I work all the time. So, you guys, all in all, it was delicious. I enjoyed myself. Um, after I left there, I went down the sidewalk to a local uh, sports bar um, slash seafood restaurant. Um, was amazing. It was like an upscale Applebee's, if you will. It was amazing. Uh, waitresses and bartenders, everybody was sweet. Everybody was nice local, you know, local people there. They were nice. They were sweet, very communicative. And um, I enjoyed myself. Um, the next day, I went on Google and looked up another restaurant, and um, which, had, which had me go to Sweet Georgia Brown. Sweet Georgia Brown. Sweet Georgia Brown. I went to, now I remember that. That's a shame. I can't remember the vegan, the name of the vegan restaurant. But I can damn sure remember. Sweet Georgia Brown. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why when I say Sweet Georgia Brown, in my head, I, I'm just visualizing the guy that's saying, Joe's barbecue foot massage. Let me tell you something. Sweet Georgia Brown. Okay, I looked it up on the Internet, and I hadn't had, I haven't had, you know, good home-cooked meals in so long. So I was like, okay. Go ahead and check it out. See what it's all about. I go there, um, and it was a club low line. Like, like, like they, like they had some secret Popeyes chicken sandwiches on on retail or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was a long ass line to get there. The place opened up at ten thirty. I got there at eleven fifteen, and I didn't get no food until probably like twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. Like this is a long club line just to get some sweet. Georgia Brown. I mean, it. Uh, you know, some of you may listen to this and you say, "Why does she keep singing?" Sweet Georgia Brown. Let me tell you something. Until you put that food in your mouth, you know. Pause. <laughs> Until you put that food in your mouth, uh, then you, then only you would know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm talking about when I left there. But let me just tell you. So I get my food. It's, it's just like going to like a cafeteria, Piccadilly or whatever. You know, you go somewhere, tell them what you want. If, you're in, if you've been in the military, you know what I'm talking about. You go to the defect, you get in line, you got your tray, tell them what you want, blah, 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 blah. They check you out, you go. It was, it was something just like that, if you will. And um, it reminded me of Piccadilly slash being in the military when you go to the defect. You get your food and, you know, you have a seat. I took the liberty in getting me, uh, I went ahead and said, hey, if I'm at a soul food restaurant, we should go all in. 
we got to go all in, baby. So I decided to go all in, went ahead, and got the two meat combo, brisket and the chicken. With some barbecue sauce, uh, macaroni and cheese, yams, collard greens, and some cornbread. You know, got me some cornbread. And I washed it all down. I'm not a soda person. I'm not a pro-soda person. But I figured if we're going all the way, you might as well wash it down with a peach soda. I mean, I just wouldn't have had it no other way. If we're already chasing diabetes, we might as well speed it up, you know? So I washed it down with a peach fucking soda. I don't regret it. It's an experience. If I die today or tomorrow, why, why would I have washed that down with water? It was for, it was meant for me to wash that shit down with a peach soda. And you know what? I did just that. Washed it all down with a peach soda. But the food was the 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 the, the quantity as well as the quality of the food was it was so much um, that they had to pack it up. You know, they, they call it sack it up or whatever it is. It's like you can't even put a napkin over your food. They assume the waitresses and everything, everybody, they they, they assume that you're ready to go. They will pack your food up for you nice and neat so you can enjoy that sweet charge of later. And you have another heavenly experience orally in your mouth. You know, the food was so delicious. I, uh, delicious. I'm talking about delicious. Delicious. I give it 10 stars. Let's go ahead and say it. I give it 10 stars. You know, I'm just going to give you 10 stars. The food was delicious. I'm talking about delicious. You know, I was eating on that food. I'm not going to lie because I got a refrigerator in my truck and I have a microwave in my truck. So I initially, you know, I ate, you know, I ate it for lunch. I ate some for dinner. And guess what? I woke up. I did it. I did it Thanksgiving style. I woke up and ate the rest of that shit for breakfast and it was still good. It made me want to go back to see Georgia Brown saying shit like this is why people you know, why Texas is like one of the leading states, if not the top state of obesity. Sweet George Brown. And if, you know, wherever you at in life, if you're listening to this, just go ahead and give him a round of applause. Sweet George Brown. Go ahead and give him a round of applause. Sweet George Brown, if you're ever in Dallas, Texas, just want to put that out there. Check out Sweet George Brown. Okay? It's all right that you do that. All right. Continuing on, like I said, Making good timing as well, too. So, like I said, I've been going through a lot of things mentally, physically, spiritually. And when I calculated up, like I said, um, it all sums to growth. Growth, growth, growth. I'm starting to notice a lot of things about myself. I'm starting to realize a lot of things about myself. Um... Some that I'm not so happy with, some that I'm very happy with, and some that you just got to let go. You just got to let a lot of things go. And that's something, that's why I share my life and personal experience to a certain extent, if you will. But it's like, I don't want nobody to go through what I go through. You know what I'm saying? If anybody going through something, you know, I share this content. So you don't have to go through that, you know? Hope did that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that, you know? Like, like that's why I do that, you know? And so let's talk about this. I took a social media vacation. 
took social media vacation. This is why I'm talking about Sweet Georgia Brown, the week in Dallas, and I'm continuing on and um, and tell you what I did for my 31st birthday. Give a round of applause for all the people that's in the 30 club. I'm in my thir- early 30s. God allowed me to make it to 31, 31 years old. Um, and I feel good about it. So, like I was saying, um, I took a social media vacation. Um, I couldn't tell you how long I did it. All I know is I pro- it probably lasted maybe, I'm going to have to say like two months. So two solid months. I did not post anything. I did not share anything unless, you know, family and friends, close family and friends, as far as like, you know, phones. And uh, I can only think of one friend that I sent a picture to on my birthday to let them know what I was doing. Um, well, two friends at that. But let's talk about that. Social media vacation. Why did I take a social media vacation? Uh, this social, social media vacation came about because I felt like I was spending too much time on social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm going to say Twitter. Like anime, you, know, you know what I'm talking about when you post notifications on Twitter. Okay, excuse me. I've been watching a lot of the motherfucking, and that's by order of fucking Peaky Blinders. Um, so I spent a lot of time on Twitter as well. And um, I just felt like I was putting too much out there. And it's like, not so much as like, talking too much, you know, because someone may calculate that and say, oh, you know, you only put out information, the, the only the information that go out is only what you put out. You are highly correct if that's what you sum it up. But that's not what I'm saying. Like, I felt like sometimes we, we, we share too much on social media. And when I say we, all of us, I noticed how when I woke up, first thing I would do, of course, thank God for another day, but then it would consist of me picking up my phone to see who's seen a picture, who's seen a video, does someone like this status, what somebody got to say. And it's just, I don't want to do that. I don't want to become that person. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not, I don't want to become that person to sit there and be checking on stuff. I have to put the content out. Either you like it, you don't. And I just keep moving. I got to keep moving. Um, and I just got tired of that. I was spending a lot of time just looking at other people's shit as far as, like, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, and all this other stuff, and it's just Facebook and all this stuff, and it's like, I was losing so much time not in the day. It's like, if, you know, if you're listening to this, you may relate to what the hell I'm talking about. I'm spending so much time out of the day just looking at stuff and watching stuff, and it was just consumed. I'm talking about, y'all, you don't understand what I'm saying. I would wake up out of my sleep, hop on Facebook, hop on, hop on Instagram to laugh, look at other people's stuff, and see what they sharing, and it's like, I don't know why nobody ain't said it yet, we all are socially and cyber-stalking everybody, <laughs> if you think about it, if you think about it, because it's like consensual, it's, it's consensual stalking, it's consensual stalking, that's what I summed it up to, and I don't like, I've been stalked before, twice, Probably more than that. And I'm not saying that. That is not bragging. That is not bragging. That shit is scary as fuck. It's, it's suspect as fuck. 
but it's consensual cyber stalking. Consensual. Now, consensual because, again, you only put information. People only know what you tell them. People, people only see what you show them. So you go to Starbucks. You about to enjoy a delicious meal. Take a picture of it. You post it. Someone know exactly where you what you ate for breakfast. Now someone could be like, uh, "That's not a big deal," you know. You know, I had a frappuccino, whatever. I enjoyed my breakfast. No, you post it. Now someone knows. Um, and don't let you add the location. Um, and, and and I'm saying this because it's, it's like I'm not throwing salt in the game because I was doing it too, but I was doing it excessively, just like everyone else. And it's like, I freaking just paid attention. I was like, man. And maybe it was me watching Black Mirror too on Netflix. Shout out to Black Mirror. I don't know who those writers are. They're on an A game because it makes perfect sense. I know I've seen an episode and it was just on the same realm of what I'm talking about about you know how every waking moment, every experience that you share. Or, or have in your life, you got to sit there and pick their phone up and share it. And it's just, I don't want to be that person, okay? I share what the hell I want to share. I put out what I want to put out, and that's that. But I think it's all consensual uh, cyber stalking. Um, and I only want to put out stuff. When I feel like sharing, I'll share. If I don't, I won't. You know, if you know me personally, we'll talk, we'll discuss, whatever, yada, yada, and let that be the end of that. So, again... I started noticing a lot of that stuff, you guys, and uh, I just, I didn't want to conform to it. I wanted to let it go. Uh, I wanted some privacy, and I can just only, ima- I'm not a celebrity, you know, and I can just imagine, I can just imagine the hell that celebrities go through, because it's like, that's consensual social, I mean, you know, cyber stalking at a whole new rim. You know, they put all this information out, whether it's through songs, whether it's through social media or Twitter or whatever, this, that, and so forth. And, um, you know, people come to see them as far as like uh, concerts or whatever. You know, they share something on YouTube, whatever the case may be. And they are being you know, socially stalked in a, in a whole different, you know, way, you know, whether it's, like I said, socially, they can't even go to the store, they can't go to Target, Walmart, or whatever, because if someone wants to see them, someone wants to know what's going on. Notice you don't really see a lot of, or hear about a lot of stalking stuff. It's too easy. Just log in on Facebook and be friends with somebody you're close with, and some of these little thirst trap men or women they want you to like, they, they live off of that. So they'll post, man, I would, yo, I downloaded the Tango app today because I just did it. You know, I just, I don't know. I just downloaded it. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm out here on the road. I ain't got number time. So I downloaded it and it was like, it was like news feed. I ain't even following nobody yet, but it was like news feed. So I pressed the news feed, news feed button. And it was like, I mean, a very attractive woman. Clearly, either her late 30s or early 40s. Beautiful body, might I add. And, you know, in most cases, I would say meatless. I'm going to say meatful to say. Banging body. But at the same time, when I'm watching the video, 
I mean, like, I don't even know this lady. And I'll just go down the news feed. Again, I didn't subscribe to as far as, like, following anyone. I, like I said, I just downloaded it today. I used to have Tango uh, about five years back. And um, and it was fun here and there. You know, you meet random people and, you know, you can play video games with them, uh, talk to them here and there. It's like, it's like Facebook and it's like all that shit in the one, whatever. So anyway... This lady was damn. First off, I'm gonna have to deduct some cool points because this lady was dancing in the video. <laughs> and okay, she had on some beautiful lingerie. Let me add that beautiful lingerie. And I don't know, maybe she was on a little tootie poop poop. You know, uh, maybe she had a little tootie poop inspiration. Um, but this lady was sitting there dancing and stuff like that. And you know. It wasn't the lingerie that make you feel like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be watching it. It was like the lingerie as far as like, like she could have had, I was going to say a homegirl, but no, hell no. Um, it, it was, how can I say this? It wasn't the lingerie as far as like a stripper, if that makes sense. It was like the lingerie as far as like, you know, a significant other, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and y'all about to get down, but it's like, it's a bit conservative. Hopefully I'm making sense. It was like she had like the little blouse over like the, the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It was like a, a coat or it was like a, a it was like an open blouse. She had the, the 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 outfit on and then it was like the little, you know, like a shirt, open shirt. I don't know what the how to say this, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but some hopefully uh you understand what I'm saying. So continuing on, she was on her bed, she was dancing. And, you know, just, you know, she got a beautiful short haircut. I mean, beautiful woman. Oh, my God. You know, beautiful. And, uh, you know, I'm going down the news feed. And I'm like, I didn't even. And, and apparently this lady got 1.4 million followers on Tango. If you, if you don't have Tango, I can tell you right now. Go download it. And, uh you know, enjoy yourself. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, you do what you want. So I'm on there and I'm watching. Let's get to the deductions, okay? So she's sitting there dancing and, you know, doing her thing. And I couldn't help. First, what stopped me is how beautiful she was. So I stopped and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I, you know, did a little fab. Hello, U.S. And uh, I said, nice. You know, that's all I put. You know, you don't never know who on these websites. So uh, I put nice, you know, that's all I gave him, nice. And uh, I'm going to have to deduct some points. I'm going to have to deduct some points because then once I said that, you know, nice, and once I visually and mentally acknowledged that she was very attractive, um, I say, wait a minute, who sits on their bed and dances sexually to, to shed so many tears by Tupac? That was playing very loud, like, 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 it wasn't a song, like, in the background, and, you know, like, a commercial playing or something, and it's just, you know, unintentional audio, background audio. It, it wasn't that. It was very intentional audio, like, it was, it was supposed to be with the video. So, then it became very distracting for me to listen to 
Back in elementary read, I thrived on misery. Left me alone, I grew up a muscle dying breed. Inside my mind, I couldn't find a place to rest. Until I got that thud light tatted on my chest. Tell me, can you feel me? It was hard to listen to that and watch her dancing in this. And what made it more worse, this bitch was reciting the rhymes. I was like, ah, this bitch is distracting me. I don't know what's going on. See, this social media shit is distracting, man. You, you know, it, it was very confusing. I didn't know whether to rap with her or continue watching the video. I don't, I didn't know. I was completely confused. Um, maybe it was cyber voodoo. I don't know. But, you know, when the song went off, I, I got up. <laughs> when I was done singing Tupac, um, concluding that, I got the hell off the page. And uh, I was like, wow, this, she really was dancing the whole time. But she continued on. It was more songs playing. <laughs> It'll go show you how long I was on her page. Uh, but it was more songs playing. And, uh, you know, I eventually got off, you know. Uh, I forgot what the next song was. I got off after the Tupac. And uh, seriously, I got off with the Tupac. And uh, I was like, man, I can't believe I was sitting here rapping this shit. It was it was like a trance, yeah. But I couldn't help but laugh because I was like, I fucked with Tupac, you know. And it was like so many people watching. I was like, oh my gosh, like, dang, you a baddie. Why you gotta be on social network? See, this is the reason why I don't go to hotels. I mean, I'm about to say I don't go to hotels. It's the reason why I don't go to strip clubs anymore, man. Because I believe I'm, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. You know, I'm a hopeless romantic. I don't need to be in a relationship with anyone because I believe what you say. And then your actions come, and then there, this, that, and so forth. And I don't get to all of that. But I'm just saying, you know, I, that's the reason why I don't go to strip clubs, man. Because I catch feelings quick. You know, I see a beautiful woman, and I'm and a very beautiful woman, um, and she dancing, and you know, the, the, the whole gimmick of the strip club is to 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 arouse you and 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 take your money. And 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 believe <laughs> what these hoes said, and I believe them. You know, remember one time I spent my whole car insurance in a strip club. Now that's nothing to a lot of people, but that's something to me, man. I had to freaking pay a late fee and everything because I got caught up. My plan was to go there and spend a hundred dollars, get the fuck out. I say a hundred ones, you know, throw it out conservatively. It should, you know, spend like 30 minutes to an hour. No deal. You know, this is, this, you know, maybe $100 would have been good in the 90s, maybe 80s. Um, not 2000, you know, 15, you know. Um, uh, that's, I think that's probably the last time I went, 2015, 16, around that time. Um, yeah, and I gave up strip clubs. You know, I spent my whole fucking car insurance in there, man. And um, because after I spent, I, I said, man, you know, I'm going to spend hundred dollars, nothing more, nothing less. I'm gonna get the fuck out and I'm gonna go home. You know, have me a couple brews, knock it back, and go. No, you know, I started listening to everything this girl was saying. I walked in, young fly flashy, wasn't no big ballers in there. It was like a normal night. It was in the middle of the week, you know. I ain't got nobody, you know, still in the shine. You know, you know it's a normal week when the strippers are fully dressed watching TV. Uh, <laughs> on Facebook. So I sat there. It was a regular night. It's a regular night. Cool night. It's like going to Applebee's. And, uh, you know, I go there, 
you know, it was a game on. I started watching the game. So Shorty would walk up to me, and she was like, you know, oh, you're so cute. Um, you mind if I buy your beard? The stripper said this. I was like, damn, I didn't even know strippers can buy people beard. You know? As if she has no money. She's at the place of employment. Of course she has money. But, you know, me being naive, I'm like, sure, you know what I'm saying? And that's when that, that motherfucker was reeling me in right there. I was like, oh, that was such a sweet gesture. She bought me a beard. She bought me, like, three beers, actually. And then next thing you know, she just started, a song came on, and it's like, she stopped talking, and it became, just like I was watching that video, rapping the lyrics, watching some lady dance in lingerie. And she just started dancing and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, we're not talking anymore. I guess this is a part of the encounter where I start throwing the money that I got in my pocket. So, you know, I start giving her money and stuff like that. Now, when you're at a strip club, it's a normal night. Ain't no ballers in there. Other people got to pay their phone bill, too. So some other strippers, it was like feeding pigeons or, or feeding ducks with bread. Um, it was like I, I, I attracted a crowd. And that's not what I came there to do. That is, that was not what I came there to do. And and I, that's when I started counting in my head, like, all right, bitch, you are in the 40s right now. You done threw $40 right now. You got 60 left. You didn't come here with a lot of money. And, uh, you know, then shorty that, you know, the, the, the initial stripper, she was like, you want another beer? She, you know, and if you know me, I can knock them down. You know, I, I can knock them down. I shouldn't be drinking in the first place. I do not drink like how I used to in the military. But when I when I have a, I put it like this, when I go out, I have a good time. Do I get shit faced like I used to? No. Um, but when I go out, for the most part, I have a good time. You know, nothing too much that I can't handle. Beer, that's easy. That's light work. Um, that's like water to my livers. But anyway, um, so the initial stripper, she like one other beer. I'm like. Of course. So I go ahead and let her buy me another beer, sitting there, chilling, having a good time. And, um, you know, they kept dancing. So I kept, you know, I'm throwing and, you know, but at this point, I'm like, y'all hoes got to earn a dollar, you know? So whoever was, you know, out dancing the other one, won two. In my head, I'm like, okay, we're in the 60s now. You got about like 40 something bucks left. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know, I'm still good. I'm still Gucci. And, uh, hold on. All right. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm running out of money. And, uh, you know, the night is young. I'm having a good time. They're having a good time, clearly. And, uh, and I'm looking at the ones on the floor, and I'm like, man, you know, it looks good. You know, you spill water on the floor, it's water. It looks good. Then the next thing you know, I was out of ones. You know, I threw my last one, and then as I turned around, I tried to play it off, and I was like, okay, let me finish my beer. See, that was my scapegoat. I was like, let's go finish my beer. The plan was throw the last one, finish the beer. All right, y'all, I got to get up early in the morning, go to work, you know, I enjoy a job, I don't know, and get out. But these hoes tricked me, man. They just started. It was all over, nigga, man. And when you're single and you don't get that attention, and at that point in that time, I was, you know, I wasn't with anybody, and I wouldn't get no attention, I was like, fuck. I'm digging this attention. They all over me. 
I'm a fucking celebrity right now, man. I was like, uh, I was like, y'all got an ATM? Oh, that cheered them hoes up, man. I was like, yeah, 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 it's right over there. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm shit-faced. <laughs> I'm shit-faced drunk right now. Um, don't know how it happened. So there's some Bill Cosby shit going on. And uh, I don't know. You know, I just don't. I'm, I'm shit-faced. So I go to uh, the ATM. I mean, and, and Shorty's on me like a motherfucker. You know, they were still dancing at me. While I was putting my ATM pin in, I was like, man, these girls really digging me, man. It's like, you know, they feeling me. So I took out $200. You know, I didn't even look at the ATM fee, you know, which later on, uh, I'll get to that. But took out $200. I'm like, you know, get the, go to the bar, get the ones, da, da, da. I'm ready. I'm like, all right, I started throwing this shit like you wouldn't believe did all of that, threw all the money, you know, of, of course a tad bit, but shit-faced conservative, if you will, throwing the money out, doing my thing, and uh, all I can say is uh, once I was done with that, I was like, okay, that's all I got to spend. I really don't have anything left in my account. I got to go for real, for real, you know? And um, so I, you know, told everybody good night, I got to go, let it up. As I began walking out, some balls came in, man. Some, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, they came in there whip-wise, I say. And them same girls ran over there like a damsel in distress. Like they was handing out water, ice cold water at Come Together Day in the 90s. You know, in Jacksonville, they used to do a thing called Come Together Day. It used to be so fucking hot, you know, that they used to be just spraying water on us in the crowd, man. It used to be so damn hot. And, um, yeah, they went to the ballers, man. It was like I wasn't even there. I said, man, I gave these hoes my car insurance. And look how they repay me. They already cheating on me. So, yeah, that's why I don't go to strip clubs. And uh, <laughs> I know that was a crazy segue, but uh, I, don't go to, I don't go to strip clubs, man. I, 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 my fucking car insurance. I had to call them. Imagine that phone call. I'm sitting there trying to be off light. Call progressive. Hi. Yeah, good morning. Uh, at the moment, I'm experiencing a, just a, you know, minor financial hardship. And, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. But you'll have to pay. Like, oh, of course. Of course. That's to be expected. You know, get all the proper. If only I was real with Bitch, I swear all this shit in the strip club. I thought these hoes loved me. I thought they was feeling me. So I spun it. I fucked around and got shit-faced. Because a stripper was buying me drinks. And I thought I found love in the club. You know, I thought I was in love with a stripper. T-Pain, you misled me. Fuck you and everybody else to talk about finding love in a strip club. I didn't. I lost my car insurance. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, Carl Progressive told him I ain't got it. You know, financial hardship. Gave him ducks up in the strip club. So, continuing on, you guys. You know I'm everywhere. That's why I said it's a GS Express, man. Late nights, you know, ain't gonna last too long. Give y'all like 10 more minutes. So, what has been going on with me lately? Man, I've been chilling, you know, I've been straight up chilling, minding my own damn business, you know. It don't, it don't cost much to stay in your own lane. It's actually safe to do that. <laughs> but, uh, just staying in my own lane, man, still single, 
Um, uh, 31. Feels good to be 31. Uh, for my 31st birthday, I decided, you know what? I never really had a birthday um, since the military. Um, but, uh, ooh, excuse me. Uh, drink me a five-hour energy drink. Because tonight, we finna be live. And, um, but yeah. I went to Universe Studios and, you know, I'm in my 30s now, so I went ahead and made the smart decision by popping the Advil before I decided to get on these rides. So I said, okay, all right, um, I'm going to spend my first day at Islands of Adventure. Had a ball, had a ball. Got on the Incredible Hulk. I think I passed out two seconds, then I was up. I was like, okay, I'm cool. It's like, if you haven't been on that roller coaster, they shoot you out really fucking fast. And uh, I wasn't ready for that. You know, I haven't been on roller coasters in years. So I wasn't ready for that. And, man, it, it just shot me the fuck out. Nobody was there to help me. Um, to add insult to injury, it was some, some little kids next to me. And they was like, yeah! I'm like, no! You know, and uh, I, I thought that was it. I thought that was it. I thought I was, I thought I was, it was all over and uh, they apparently um, children were, uh, they was welcoming a life-threatening experience. You know, I was, and, and their parents were sitting in the row in front of us, and I was like, you know, the hell is going on here, you know? But uh, I had to get on an incredible hard roller coaster probably about five times for me to get used to, you know, everything. And I figured, you know, this is my birthday, so I'm going to do it big. So I made sure I went to guest services, got me a little pin. Say it's my birthday. Today's my birthday. So everywhere, all over the park, I was getting love in the club. Everybody's happy birthday, happy birthday. You know, they kept letting me get on the ride. Uh, as far as like not having to go get down and stuff like that, they kept you know looking out for me. Everybody was showing me love. Um, it felt good, and that's what I wanted. Of course, I went by myself. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it was a lot of people that you know had families and people all over the country that you know came to it. And I knew it was people all over, not even the country, the world. Let me take that back. There's people all over the world there, man. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not sure what's, when school take in in Russia and all these other places in Canada and stuff. Because it was a lot of different ethnicities from, like, all over the world that were there. And uh, I had an amazing experience, man. Uh, and because uh, when, you, when you're one person and you get in these lines, they be like, how many? And you're like, one. You can get on the ride a lot. Cause you can just fill in those slots and people got three, five and, you know, just odd number of people. So I ain't really have no trouble. And I just, I decided to go all in for my birthday and buy the unlimited express pass. So I got on every single ride that I wanted to get on. I did not get on the Dr. Doom because I don't like drops like that. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. You go up really high. I'm afraid of heights and then we're going to drop. I'm not with that. So I uh, didn't want to do that. Didn't want to do that. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, it, I didn't get on that. So uh, I saved myself the worry. And, uh, but other than that, got on everything else. Had a good time. Had an amazing time. Uh, next day, uh, oh, no, let me take it back. Later on that night, went to uh, the City Walk, went to a restaurant, and um, the, the NBC Sports Bar, or CSBC, whatever the fuck it is, Sports Bar, had a good time. Um, some foreign guys, um, were sitting next to me and they heard the waitress say happy birthday. So the guy bought me a cinnamon toast. Let me say this right. 
a cinnamon toast crunch fireball shot. Now that may sound like a lot, but let me tell you right now, that shot was delicious. Um, he actually paid for two of them for me, and he didn't feel bad about it at all. And this guy was white. I'm talking about white as snow. And for him to not even care about color, to not even, I'm just, it, it felt good, man. It felt good. Like, it felt like I wish, and I, he clearly was from another country. And, and so I was just like, I kind of felt some type of way. I'm like, damn, I wish white people that's here would treat us the same way. We can all get, get along, go out, have a good time, you know? And, uh, you know, I had a, a nice hotel slash resort that was like, if I really wanted to walk there, I could have walked there. Um, if I wanted to go for a walk, but, um, I wasn't going to do that. So, uh, you know, I had a good time, enjoyed the city walk. I even went by the water, you know, it's, it's like a little bar, if you will, by the water. You got these lounge chairs and I took liberty in that, sat back, kicked back, relaxed, knocked a few down. You know what I'm saying? Little fruity drinks. The older I get, the more fruity drinks get. Um, something that I can handle. And uh, I had a good time. I had a good time. Went back to the room, watched TV for a bit. Now, some of you are like, well, where was your dog? Well, I decided to kill two birds with one stone. And as soon as I got to Orlando, Florida, I dropped off little Chi-Chi to a doggy resort so she could have fun. Uh, I did not want to go to a pet-friendly hotel, pay that fee, and I do not have a kennel for her to be in. And I don't, uh, I don't like my dog to be in any cage, kennel, whatever you want to call it. I don't want her to sit all day in there. I cannot see myself doing that. That is my boo boo, and I want her to have fun too. And she don't get a chance. She's always on the road with me, so she don't get a chance to be around other dogs like that. So uh, I decided to allow her to have fun. She had an amazing time because she was still hyping when I went to go pick her up. So that's what Chi-Chi was. While I was having my fun, she was having her fun as well. Um, so that's where she was at. And so I really didn't have anything to worry about. Called in and checked on her while she was there. She was great. Um, having fun, wilding out. And, um, you know, went back to the hotel, chill. It was a huge room. Uh, I had my stuff on one bed and I slept on the other. I mean, it was it was just a huge room. It was a huge room. I mean, I had a good time. And um, they had this beautiful breakfast buffet. I'm telling you, it was huge. I mean, this, this place had a sports bar, everything at this place. It was, like I said, it was a hotel slash resort. It had three pools. I think it was more than three pools. I mean, it was a huge place. And I mean, it was, it was amazing. I spent, the next day, I spent half of the morning just at the hotel chilling out. Um... And, you know, hung out there, enjoyed some delicious breakfast, kicked back, relaxed a little bit, watched a little TV. Then I decided, okay, today I am going to tackle. And I bought my tickets when I got there in Orlando at the hotel. Because the hotel that I was at, um, they had, uh, you know, the park tickets there. So um, I went ahead and said, today I'm going to do Universal Studios. Went to Universal Studios, had an amazing time as well. Wild out, had a good time, um, got on the, I think it's called a uh, rock and roll something, uh, ride. It's the, uh, it's the big roller coaster as soon as you go into the Universal Studios part. Um, that, what, that roller coaster scared shit out of me. Not so much as, um, I think that and Incredible Hawk and Islands of Adventure is like neck and neck. It's always something in the beginning of the roller coaster that you got to get through. On the rock and roll ride, that shit is going straight up, like it, 
it's like you get in it and you go you just go straight up. You go straight up, straight up, straight up, and it's like a little curve and then you just and then the party begins. What I like about this ride is when you sit in it and you sit in your seat, you get to choose what song you want to listen to while you're on the roller coaster. So I went on that several times. The first time I went on it, I'm an NERD fan by heart. I'm talking about I love nerd. So I went ahead and listened to You Can't Be Me. I'm a rock star. But I'm scared as shit. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's almost over now. Almost over now. I'm talking about I'm riding. And I'm like, wow. And again, I went all in to Universe Studios. And I got the Unlimited Express. So I got back in line. Did it all over again. And that's when I listened to Kanye. Uh, stronger, that, 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 they don't kill me, don't nobody want to hear me saying that, if you listen to this, and we was in the military together, you know, in that song, that whole album came out, I had the bait jacket on, and I'll perform that shit, because I was a huge fan of the old, uh, the black Kanye, Kanye on some Michael Jackson shit right now, but anyway, uh, I had an amazing time, you know, got on all the rides, um, then, you know, time was dwindling down, I said, okay, you know, I'm done for the day, my feet hurt, I've been walking all day, uh, man, why they had to sit there and say Halloween Horror Night was going to be open that night? And I figured, shit, I got to go to work tomorrow late afternoon. I might as well go all in tonight. And I decided to buy the Halloween Horror Night tickets, bought me a couple shirts, um, went to the bathroom, changed into my, my Stranger Things, and I had an amazing time there. Um, and I was like one of the first people in line for Halloween Horror Night began it was so theatrical the theme of like walking around when you're going from like station to station haunted house to haunted house the theme was purge so it was like you getting scared just going to grab a beer or going to the bathroom if you will and uh all i want to say is us stranger things killer clowns i went to every single one um i even though i bought the unlimited express my feet was hurting so fucking bad because i was already up and out and about like, you know, already that day. Um, next year, when Halloween Horror Night come out, I'm going to make sure I dedicate that day to just chilling all day at the hotel and then going out that night. You know what I'm saying? Because my feet had had it. My feet was like, look, bro, I don't know if you heard the story about Kuchi Kente, but uh, we about to just run. We just about to, we about to cut ourselves off. We, we had enough. You got on these Walmart uh, presents no support, um, it, you know, it, it wasn't working out, my ankles had had enough, my knees were, you know, you know, filing for divorce, and, uh, it was just a, a lot going on, so, uh, but all I want to say is I enjoyed, for the most part, I enjoyed my 31st birthday, I spent it alone at Universe Studios, I looked out for myself, I had a good time, I enjoyed myself, I had an amazing time. Um, it was beautiful, you, you guys. Um, I highly recommend that if anyone decides to go to Halloween Horror Night um, between now and to November, I think it's the second or third when, they, when it's like no more. I can just imagine how packed, um, you know, the last night will be. But I, I, I will tell you this. It was so packed, man. It was, it was people waiting in line. Those lines were so long that they had people, they had like, uh, drinks and beverages and stuff in the middle of the line. Like, it was like when you can buy something to drink. They had porta potties out because they already knew how long these lines. People waiting for like an hour and 30 minutes, two hours just to go in one house. So, I highly recommend 
if you already know at this moment in time, if you already know that you're going to go to Halloween Horror Night next year, I know what I'm going to do next year. I'm going to do, I thought I was balling. I thought I was good when I got the Unlimited Halloween Horror Night Express. You know, not a lot of people bought it because it was very expensive. So I thought I was good. So waiting in line for that, the longest I had to wait in the Express Halloween Horror Night uh, line, five minutes tops. If that, if that, you know, the minutes were going by quick because my feet was already having enough. My, my body was about to shut down because I was just on my feet all fucking day. And uh, I would highly recommend uh, that you get the unlimited because, what's it, it, you know, just listening to passing conversations, it was people that was there. Um, it had opened up from like 6 p.m. Of course, it's like 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. It was people that was there when it first opened and only been to three, if two or three haunted houses. And it was a whole bunch of haunted houses because they were spending most of their time standing in line. I'm not finna spend all that money, like $100 or so, to go to experience Halloween Horror Nights to stand in line. Hell no, I'm not finna do that. Ain't no chairs. Um, no, I'm not finna do that at all. So I highly recommend anybody, if you do that, get your money up. Pay for the uh, Unlimited Express so you can go ahead and get the bang for your buck. Go in and get out and have fun and enjoy. Skip the line. Um, but I know next year I'm going to do it even bigger. Lord willing, um, I am going to buy the VIP tour. I thought I was balling. But everybody that was in the VIP tour, they really had it good. They they went. They had no weight. They walked straight in the motherfucker. Like they, it was somebody like concierge. <laughs> she had like a little lightsaber. And uh, or he and they had these little these little lights and they just it was a whole separate doggone line. I was wondering what that third line was for. Uh, apparently it's for VIP. They have the VIPs throughout the day at Islands of Adventure, Universal Studios and stuff as well. Um, apparently you can go to the VIP and you can just you don't have no weight, man. You just go and you just I'm gonna have to check that out. So next time I go to Halloween Horror Night, I'm gonna make this a yearly thing to do. Uh, I seen a guy. It was inspired by some guy that was in front of me in the line. Uh, his shirt was, he's been going to Halloween Horror Night since 1998. And he had the shirt to prove it. And it said, I survived Halloween Horror Night, Universal Studios, 1998. I knew it was a real shirt because the shit, the letters were cracking like my damn toes. Um, yeah, man. And I want to make it an annual thing to do. I had an amazing time. Um, but next year, I'm going to go all in, and I'm going to do the VIP tour. I'm going to make sure that I'm not up all damn day um, tearing my feet out the rims. <laughs> and um, I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, and I'm going to check out and see how much VIP tours is, because they have to wait for nothing. And I think when you go to experience stuff, you shouldn't have to wait for nothing. Or I just might keep it at unlimited, because VIP tours, I don't think... I don't think VIP tours is unlimited, like, that you can continue to just, I think that you just go through everything once, and then, yeah, you know, uh, I don't think it's, uh, it's unlimited, like, how you just get to get on, and get on, and get on, and get on, and get on, so I think it has some type of limit to it, so, with that being said, I've already had you almost an hour, might as well say an hour, hopefully you enjoyed yourself tonight, uh, again, this is Grand Status, and thank you for joining me on Late Nights with Grand Status. Thank you for being a part of GS Express. 
hopefully you enjoy this podcast. Um, and this is what I want to start doing from time to time. We have late nights together. Listen to this at night, whether you're at your job, working out, or whatever. And I want us to all enjoy. Um, if anybody's wondering how Grand Status is doing, Grand Status is doing very well. I'm in my right mind. I'm at peace. I am enjoying this growth. I'm enjoying the woman that I'm becoming. I'm, in, I'm just loving the hell out of myself. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I'm realizing a lot of things. Um, and I'm just having fun with it. I'm having fun with it. It's a lot of things that I got cooking up. and um, But it'll be okay. You know, really quick before I end, um, I was going to do this comedy show in Jacksonville um, a month ago. Yeah, a month ago. And uh, when I went home back in September, and nothing went as planned, man. I had I had everything. I had all my jokes together and everything, you guys. And uh, apparently the website sucked, and um, it was not factual. Uh, I was sitting at this place for like 20 to 30 minutes. Nothing worked out. Um, nobody was there. And I'm not saying like people show up. No, like it was the whole place was closed. Like it wasn't no one there. I sat in an empty parking lot. I was the only car there. It was an alley cat. Me and an alley cat. Um, and that didn't work out. So then I was supposed to go to the studio. And the person I was supposed to go to the studio with, guess what? He did not answer the phone. Didn't tell me shit. And um, that didn't work out. So uh, I was pretty kind of pissed off that because uh, because I'm always on the road. They give me limited time at home. And um, for the dude not to answer the phone, and uh, all my stuff is prepaid. I paid up front already. I was feel- I was feeling the kind of way about that. Maybe that enhanced me to take a hiatus and just disappear for a while because I had to reconnect. And sometimes I highly encourage that you do that. You know, get back to what you're really doing it for. So um, I'm better. I'm more better. I've been writing. Um, I'm getting really good on Fruity Loops. And uh, getting really acquainted with the tempo and uh, realizing a lot of stuff. So with that being said, uh, again, thank you for joining me on GS Express. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, And you know how I end this. Live life, love life, but most importantly, love yourself. You guys stay beautiful. Be beautiful. Don't let anybody hold you down. Enjoy life, you guys. There's so much in life that's worth living. And until next time, thank you for joining the GS Express. What's going on, my beautiful people? It's none other than Grand Status. Coming at you again with another episode of the GS Express. This episode is titled, The Art of Overthinking. Again, this episode is titled, The Art of Overthinking. But before I get into the episode's content, let me put out my brief disclaimer. Nothing that I'm about to say is in place to hurt, harm, or disrespect anyone. These are just my opinions. These are just my views. And with that being said, let's move forward. So, the art of overthinking. A lot of times in life, we contemplate many, many times, many hours, many days, of where we want to be in life, where we're not. And 
when you think like that, or even some of us even compare our success to someone else's success. Let me dab in that a little bit. Let's say, think of someone who you deem as successful. You got it? Okay. Now, do you feel that the work ethic that you have and the dedication that you have, do you feel that you have what it takes to be where they are right now? Only you know the answer to that. Now, now that you, you know, I asked the question and you had your own answer, let's continue. Some people look at someone else's situation who they deem is successful and automatically apply negative things with that. And what I mean by negative things with that, let's take, and I'm going to give you an example. Let's say some regular, I'm just going to make this up. Let's say I know someone named Billy. Okay. And let's say Billy has a car dealership, right? So Billy has this car dealership and he's doing good. He's selling all types of Cadillacs. I'm talking about, he's selling these vehicles like butter, like Popeye's chicken sandwiches. They lined up around the corner for these vehicles, right? And Billy had to go through a lot to get where he's at. But it seems like, and this is just an example, but it seems like I'm only looking at Billy's success. Let's say I had a slight interest into selling cars. And let's say I've known Billy for a long time. And let's say I allowed my mind to be like, well, I see how I know Billy. I grew up with Billy. We hung out together. We went to school together. I believe I got what it takes to sell cars, too. Look how successful he is. By looking at his success, I can I can be doing the same thing. I can be making a whole bunch of money just like Billy. I got what it takes. So I go through what it goes through, you know, whatever it takes, because I don't know how to sell cars. But let's say I go through whatever it takes as far as, like, let's say it was some type of schooling. So I went to the school. And keep in mind, this is all, you know, just for the sake of the conversation. So stay with me. So let's say I go to the school and I learn the ins and odds. Let's say while I'm in school, I had to sit there and pick up a job. Let's say that Billy, you know, didn't have to pick up a job when he went to school. Let's say that his parents paid for that, right? And then going back to me, let's say I get out of school, I'm, I'm, I'm swamped, but, but I still got my goal because... I'm working hard because if Billy got all that money, I can make all that money. So I get out of school and then I go to my next step. And that's having the rental property and in, in, in the area where I'm going to get my cars. And let's say I go through heck and high water to finally let a bank approve. La da 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 da. I get me a lot. And let's say I get to the point to where now. I got to get some cars rolling in, right? But let's just say that after like a year, I'm getting cars in. I got a good business. I'm not in the hole. But after a year of me having my own car dealership, I'm still not doing as good 
I feel it. Right? And that starts to frustrate me. Because I went to school and I had to work. Billy's parents paid for him to go to school. He after when he got off from school or when he was done with school, he had the option to go to sleep and rest and fully dedicate himself to school. Meanwhile, me, I had to sit there, stay up all night, and I had to pick up a part-time job to to help pay for my schooling and my essentials that I needed. I had to go through hell and high water to get all this money from banks and this, that, and other things. Billy didn't have to do that. So why, but I'm working my ass off. Why the, why the hell am I not at where Billy is at? I'm working harder than him. If you are that type of person, you're overthinking the situation. And I'm going to tell you how you're overthinking the situation. Anytime you waste, and I'm going to say it, anytime you waste your time comparing your success and your work ethic to someone else's, you're already lost. You're already lost. Because you got to understand something. All you see, and for the sake of the example that I just provided, all I seen was the success that Billy had. I wasn't thinking about what Billy was going through while he was in school. What difficulties he went through. I didn't think about his parents maybe didn't even support off the back him owning his own business as a car dealership. Maybe his parents wanted him to be a doctor. Maybe he had to beg his parents for financial help. Maybe he told his parents, hey, if you don't want to support me in school, that's fine. I'll just pick up a job because I know someone else that's working a part-time job that I grew up with getting herself through school. So if that's what I got to do, I'm going to do it. Let's say her parents... Uh, Billy, Billy parents sat down and was like, nah, we don't, son, we don't want you to do that. We don't really understand why you want to do this, but you are son, we love you, and we're going to support you. Maybe I'm not thinking about all what it took for Billy to get approval from banks and properties and all of that stuff like that. Maybe I'm not thinking about all the money Billy had to put down and spend and sacrifices Billy had to make in order to get those cars and finally working his butt off, reaping the benefits of his good work ethic. Now, I know some of you like, man, whoa, but that's real. See, in the midst of me working hard, again, this is just an example, stay with me, in the midst of me working hard, Billy seen me working hard. And, and the mere fact of me working hard motivated and also made Billy appreciative of the situation that he was in. And he didn't take it for granted. Just by looking at the situation I was in, he didn't take it for granted. That's what made him work harder. My work ethic 
motivated him to appreciate everything that he got and not take anything for granted and work hard. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of us spend so much time looking at someone else's success, whether it's music, whether it's business ownership, whether it's uh, somebody skinny or built. We're looking at somebody else's success and then we apply it to ourselves. And when we apply it to ourselves, we convince ourselves that we're inadequate. As if we don't have what it takes to get where they're at. There's nothing wrong with being to look at, at looking at someone else's success and being inspired. There's nothing wrong with being inspired. There is something wrong with playing this little competition game. Because you waste so much time worried about what someone else's have and not what it what it took for them to have it. You may know somebody who has something or got something good going on, but you're more motivated about what they have than what it took in the road and the steps and the, and the stairs they have to climb to get where they're at. You don't know how that person's feeling. So the best thing you can do or the best thing you should do is stop overthinking and go right back to yourself. Overthinking is an M effort. I know at times I overthink. I know in the past overthinking has only set me back. I used to be that type of person that compared my success to someone else's success. I remember getting out of the military and I assumed by me being a combat veteran that everything was gonna fall right into place. It did not run. It didn't, it didn't fall right into place. I went through losing, and I'm not ashamed to say this. I went through losing, I got my car, my Cadillac, and everybody knew how much I love my Cadillac. I had my Cadillac repossessed. I had to sell my rims. I had to sell my uh, sound systems for money. Um... I had to pawn video games, video console, video game consoles, you name it. Anything that had value, I pawned it. I remember I had a mouthful of gold, 20 piece. I pawned it. Anything of value, you know what I mean? The pawn shop people see me in there so much. If they thought I was a crackhead, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even, you know, been offended. I was literally in there, in there, in there. I went through losing all my valuables or what I consider valuable for money in my pocket. I got severely behind on bills. I went into debt like you wouldn't believe. People calling me all left and right. I went through not having a phone. My, I had to go back home and live with my mother and, and resort off of public transportation. Um, I had to basically start all over again. I had to reinvent myself because what I did was take an opportunity of being in the military. I took that for granted. Um, I had a lot of things going on in my personal life. I was a raging alcoholic. 
It was things that I didn't quite deal with or talk to anybody about. Because I went into the military when I was 17. I was trying to get away from things. And in the midst of me trying to get away from a problem and not just figure out how to, you know, solve a problem or talk to somebody and, 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 you know, and be honest with myself that something is wrong. I just ran away from my problems and run away from your problems and never go help you. It's never a healthy thing to do to run away from your problems. I used to overthink everything. I, I was always comparing my success to, to someone else's success. Not appreciating the moment that I was in. Not thinking that, you know, it may be somebody hating on me. Maybe they want, you know, maybe they offering me this. Maybe they offering me that. So I can get in trouble. I thought everybody was my friend. I thought if they had a smile on their face on my phone number, they were my friend. And they had my best interest uh, at heart. I thought certain females that I deal with really loved me. They didn't. I thought they'd be down for me. And they wasn't. I took a lot of things for granted. I did that. Anything that ever happened to me, I brought that on myself. Granted, there's things that I've been through. And there was things that I was going through mentally. But I should have talked to somebody. And it's like, what can you say to someone that's actively going through some, you know, going through something? And then on top of that, a raging alcoholic. Almost died from alcohol poison. That's how bad the drinking got. You know? It got to the point where I didn't even care about anything. Until finally, when that time came, and the time that I'm referring to is the humbling stage. And my God, my God, I am grateful for the rain. I am grateful for the humbling stage that Lord Jesus allowed me to endure. I ain't trying to get too religious on you, but I'm just trying to say where I'm at now compared to where I was, I did not do that all by myself. I used to sit there in my in, in my room at my mother's house, grown as hell, crying. You know? Just sitting there crying, praying to God, cursing at God. I'm like, I'm getting up every day, going to the library, Filling out job applications, blah, blah, blah. I ain't never been in jail, blah, 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 blah. Why ain't nothing working out for me? I was looking at what everybody, you know, everybody else had. And I'm like, I know I'm working twice as hard as that person. Why ain't nothing working out for me? I need something to start working for me. I'm working hard. And it wasn't working out. I started doing things that I said I would never do again. I ain't gonna get into that. Get back in that, that street life again. Did that a little bit. So finally, I was like, this ain't gonna work. Because I was trying to create a different way, but that wasn't the right way. And that wasn't an option. 
but I made it one, and that's why that didn't work. Then finally, it took for a situation to happen that I will not disclose. But let's just say it was a life-changing moment that happened. And that's when I sat there and I realized everything that's going on in my life, I caused on myself. I brought it on myself. I can be hella far in life if I just shake the dust off and get my ass up and apply that work ethic and stop playing the victim. As soon as I started doing that, everything started changing. I went from having no money in my bank account, having no car, to going back to going back to college, a community college. Use the first financial aid check, bought a 2500 cash car. It was a 2002 Buick Regal. And if anybody know anything about cars, a Buick is going to get you there. Now, a Buick can last. I'm talking about my baby was the mothership. My baby got me there, back, and a little bit of everywhere. She got me. She took care of me as long as I needed it. Right? I stayed on top of making my uh, car insurance payments, everything. And I was actually applying myself we're going back to school, learning a lot. I went to school to be A-plus certified and learn a little bit more about computers. I was always interested in computers, you know. Um, I, I did I did a class with communication. I, I did some um, classes when I was pursuing my bachelor's in psychology because I love the study of people's minds and emotions and behaviors. But there was always something in the back of my head that I always wanted to do, and that was working for the, you know, working with youth. Because I always felt that I could have used a little bit more direction. You know, I know I went into the military, but nah, 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 nah. I don't care how hard you think you is, you need someone that can give you that, that tough love, but yet a tender love. Someone that's consistently motivating you and, and then providing options where you think it ain't options. And also being that listening ear. I know Jesus was already doing that, but I'm just saying that motivational mentor type of person did not have that. Because in the military, it's all about work. Job got to get done. So the feelings got to get put to the side. Came back from a combat zone, 30 days to leave, get back to work. No matter what you see, no matter what you do or did or whatever, get back to work. Feelings got to get put to the side. And me going to the military already damaged, that didn't work. Pushing things to the side, that shit drove me nuts. Cuckoo's nuts, cuckoo's nuts. Nuts. But I started... Applying myself in a way that I, in ways that I didn't even know I had in me. I started appreciating short term, I started setting 
uh, short-term goals and appreciating, you know, when I succeeded or when I accomplished them, such as making sure, you know, a bill get paid, making sure my oil is changed, making sure my tires getting rotated and they consistently saying, uh, staying, you know, together, making sure I'm providing money to my mother, appreciate my mother, allowing her to never come home in a filthy house, as I did when I was a child. Taking my mother out to eat here and there, doing whatever I could. I had to pay my mother $400 a month. And I'm not saying that as complaining, but I'm saying it wasn't cheap living with my mother. You know, when you're a child, you got that little child voucher. You're an adult, somebody got to come with the ducats. Because by a whole person being in this house, you add more to the bill. $400 a month. Faithfully. On the first. Paying my mother at noon was a late fee. My mama was on top of them ducats. Put that money under my door. Let it be 1201. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? My mother did not play with me. And again, that's the reason why, to this day, my mother will never have to worry about anything. So fast forward, some of you probably like, hey, well, well, okay, well, how did you get out of this situation? Okay. So this is what happened. So now I got a car. I got consistent money coming in. I'm going to school. Now it's time for me to work. Now I'm ready to work because I, I feel like nothing's happening you know, it feel like it got to the point where I was just going to school, going to school, going to school, and I need something more consistent because you know you got those breaks in between semesters here and there, and I can't keep doing that, right? So I went on a couple job interviews, nothing, 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 nothing. I'm out to eat with my mother. Well, I'm on the way to go out to eat with my mother, and she went in the store to go play a numbers child. And while I'm sitting there in the car, I see this van pass by. And the van was advertising something. It was something called Staff Zone. It's basically a like labor pool, um, temporary, a, a daily temporary job assignment. Um, I for some reason I don't know what made me notice that. The van was at a stoplight, and I was at the store waiting on my mother in the car, and I just so happened to look over. I took that number down so fast, it'll make your head spin. Took the number down. And at that time, it was like, I think it was like Friday. So the day was already not, you know. I told myself, I'm going to call this place when I come from eating from my mother. I know it's Friday, but I want to find out a little bit more about this place. I called them. They told me what was what. They said, come in Monday. I came in, fill out some paperwork, la da da da. Dude told me if everything checks out later on in the day, you'll be getting a call. I said, okay, cool. I'm cool with that. Later on in the day, I got a call. I'm all good. I said, all right. They told me what time to be there. Let me explain to you how exhausting this process was. 
I had to get up at like three something in the morning to make sure that I was on time to be at this place. You had to be at this Monday through Friday. You had to be at this place no later than 445, five o'clock. No later. If you were that later, you can kiss getting a job that day. Goodbye. Because they don't do the tardy shit. You understand? The first three days, I'm sitting there and I'm getting no call. And and, and, and by this being a, a temporary labor pool place, if they don't call your name while you're sitting in this like little lobby area, if they don't call your name, there's no work for that day. And by six o'clock in the morning, and your name ain't called, because by that time nobody's in the lobby except for like one or two people, and including me. That means no work for the day. And you gotta leave and come back the next day. Three days went by. Nobody called my name. 